Hi, welcome to Athletics Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and um, today we're going to be talking mostly for now about the Sean Murphy trade, which just dropped today. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff online already, even though it just happened, um, about how horrible this trade is, you know, from A's fans that are, I think, obviously just disappointed that they're finally losing Sean Murphy, even though they knew this was going to happen and they've known this was going to happen for more than a year now. Uh, obviously, no no A's fan wants to lose Sean Murphy. Um, he is an all-star. He's a gold glover, silver slug, finalist. Uh, you know, he's a guy that you want on your team. He's a guy that everybody wants on their team. Um, and that's why a lot of teams were interested in making that trade. And I've seen nothing but uh, but A's fans on the internet mostly say, saying things, you know, if we are going to trade Sean Murphy, then we have to get an absolute haul of prospects. Um, and I understand the sentiment and... Of course, I agree with it as well to an extent because that would be great. Um, however, I think that A's fans need to be realistic and all fans from any team, when you're talking about a trade, need to be realistic because uh, if if we could as fans, then we would love to give, you know, an old shoe and and uh, $5 for each team's top prospect. And obviously they would never accept that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you have to make trades that are fair. And um, I haven't plugged this into, you know, there's some trade value comparison websites. I haven't plugged this into any, any website like that yet. And I don't know what the numbers according to those are, but I am not as disappointed with this trade as a lot of people seem to be. I'm disappointed to be losing Murphy because I love him. He's a he's a great player and seems like a great guy. But um, I think we got some good pieces, and I I mean, there's really no benefit to the team to have Murphy on it this next season. Obviously, he makes it a better team uh, by being on it, whether he's behind the plate or DHing. That goes without saying, but, you know, having a horrible team with one good player is not a good team. And, you know, the it it is, you know, unfortunately and, and strangely, it better to have uh, replacement level level players everywhere than it is to have below level below repl- replacement level players everywhere except for one position that is an all star. Uh, one player, it's baseball. One player can't carry a team. So I don't saying that I don't think that we got 
replacement level players. I think we got some guys that are going to really be able to contribute um, at some point, especially Kyle Muller and Asturi Ruiz. And the other two guys, Freddie Tarnock and um, where is he? Where is he? Uh, Roy Bear Salinas, um, I think, may end up being uh, pretty solid as well, especially Freddie Tarnock, who um, who has actually had a little bit of time in the majors as well, and uh, his you know his minor league uh, time over the last year or two has been, I would say, at least decent. You know, pretty pretty solid. Um, you know, that's two two probably pretty good players, one solid player, and a guy uh, with Roy Bersalinas who may end up being something down the road. Um, I don't know if you've all seen with Roy Bersalinas, but uh, 175 strikeouts in 109 innings last year in the minors. Um, that is in A and high high, high A level. Um, so he's still young, you know. I think he's twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty one. Um, he's got a long road to go, and you know, obviously, there's a lot of questions. Can he maintain that high rate of strikeout as he progresses through the minors, and eventually translate that into major league strikeouts, we don't know. We won't know for a couple of years, probably, uh, whether it looks like he's going to be able to do that. Um, He did spend most of his time last year in high A, so he'll probably be in double A for at least part of this season, um, part of 2023, and, you know, we'll just have to see how that goes. But um, you know, strikeouts are good. We like strikeouts. So having, having a reliever who can strike people out, uh, is great. Um, to me, the most exciting player that we got is Asturi Ruiz, um, who started out with the Padres Um, Well, he was signed by the Royals, started out with the Padres, uh, eventually uh, actually debuted with the Padres for like just a couple games, was part of the Josh Hader trade, and uh, went to Milwaukee, where he played a couple of Major League games again. Um, He was not good in the Majors, but um, it was 17 games. I mean... 17 games, a guy's major league debut, he's young, he's only 23, you know. I really don't think that that is what we should be judging him by at all. Um, you know, even even with that, his, uh, his, op- his uh, you know, he didn't do well, but when you look at, when you look at his triple A production, over 300 batting average, over 400 on base. Um, you know, he's he's hitting home runs, not a ton, but he's he's hitting them. Um, 
seven home runs in uh, how many games is this? Like uh, 60, 65 games. Um, so not a ton, but he's he is hitting them. That that is fine, especially considering that he is playing more like a contact and speed guy. Just from looking at the stats, I haven't seen him play at all. Um, but the the most impressive thing is last year in the minors between double A and triple A, 85 stolen bases in just 114 games. And that includes at the triple A level, 65 games, 48 stolen bases. So it wasn't that he just got them all at double A. Um, he is stealing bases like crazy. I'm wondering, you know, it's a little early to say this, of course, but could he be a Ricky Henderson type player? Get on base and, you know, get a Ricky double. Um, turn a single into a double. Turn a double into a triple, you know. Uh, it's not only, obviously, a good thing to get extra bases, but it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, Ricky Henderson is I one of my favorite A's players and probably one of the most beloved A's in franchise history for, for a lot of A's fans. Um, part of that is that he is fun to watch. He was, he was very fun to watch, and um, we might have a guy in Asturi Ruiz who is going to be that fun player who's going to, you know, give the team some production. Um, something interesting to note is that in 2022, I mean, he blew up. His his uh, stats are way better than 2021 in double A. Um, and that could be a couple of things. It could be that, you know, he's a young guy. Maybe he finished uh, physically maturing, you know, and, and maybe he got a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, you know. Um, maybe something just clicked for him um, in the way that he approaches the game, or maybe uh, something, maybe he was working on something with one of the coaches at the AA level and um, changed his approach and, and changed the way that he does things. Maybe that is what happened. But either way, he sustained it through all of 2022. Um, the improvement, you know, across the batting average, the on-base percentage, and the slugging. Um, I'm impressed. I think that he will have a ton of chances with the A's to settle in and prove what he can do. And I think, you know, judging someone by 17 Major League games in their debut year, not even a, a an official rookie year because, you know, he, he didn't get enough service time in the majors uh, for it to count as his first Major League year. Um, I think we might have something with him. And Kyle Muller... Um, you know, Braves number one prospect. Obviously, their farm has been uh, weakened significantly. 
because uh, we traded Matt Olson to them last year and took some of their best talent last year. So I understand the thinking by some A's fans of the number one prospect on a empty farm system is maybe not that good, right? And he was not a first-round draft pick. Um, I think he was a fourth-round draft pick, but, you know, I'm, I've am i got conflicting information. I see on one, one place I see that he was drafted in the second round and one place I see that he was drafted in the fourth round. So I'm not sure which round he was actually drafted, but he was not a first-round pick, and um, that's fine. You know, last year in AAA, he put up a 3.4 ERA. The year before that, also AAA, 3.39 ERA. Um, That's good. Um, It might, you know, from seeing that and just taking a guess as to how it would translate to the majors, I I would guess like a 4.0 ERA, right? Um, which is, which is decent. That's, that's pretty good. That's enough to be, uh, like a, a number three, number four, number five starter, depending on which team you're looking at, I would, I would guess. Um, and, uh, you know, the A's are trying to figure it out. They're trying to, they're trying to figure out which starting pitchers they're going to go with. They've got ton of options at this point um the only the only player i think that has for sure locked down their their starting slot is cole irvin um who has been like consistent uh solid he put up a 3.98 era so you can see like if um if kyle muller can put up around a four ERA in the majors, then you're looking at potentially a guy who could be similar to Cole Irvin, who I like and I think has been very solid for the A's. Um, You know, anyone, in my opinion, who is significantly below four on on some teams will be your ace. On many teams, maybe will be an ace. And um, you know, he's he's young. So if he puts up a four point five, or he's not he's not super young. I think he's twenty seven. But um, you know, if Kyle Muller puts up a four point five ERA uh, in his first full season in the majors, then I would consider that to be a success. Um, you know he's 25. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of major league years ahead of him if he can if he can make it onto a roster and you know he will have all the all the chances that he needs just like anybody else on the A's. Um, his ERA from last year was like a 5.1, and that doesn't look great. But he got blown up the first game and went back down to the minors for a couple months, and maybe he ended up figuring something out. Um, Maybe he just had a bad first game, and that's it. But then his next two appearances in the uh, 
in the majors were a lot better. Let's see. Oh, he actually played in the majors in 2021 as well. He put up a 4.17 ERA. He played in nine games, uh, started eight of them, pitched 36.2 innings, and had only a 202 batting average against. Um, that is just fine, right? That's a that's a fine debut. That's good. Um, he's in that four. ERA ballpark, and that basically just means you've got a guy who's keeping you in games, right? Uh, If someone pitches five innings and lets in two runs, then they're going to have close to a four ERA, right? A 3.7 or something. Um, They let in two runs one game, three runs another game. They'll have a four-ish ERA. And in both of those cases, five innings, two runs, five innings, three runs, you've got a guy who's, first of all, eating innings, which you need in the majors because you have nine innings, 162 games. That's a lot of innings that need to be thrown by someone. And you can't go to your bullpen all the time. You'll kill their arms, right? You can't ask your best starter to go eight innings every game. You'll kill his arm, right? Um, Last year, he, again, had only three starts in the majors. Um, Three games, three starts. 8.03 ERA, and of course, you would look at it and say, that's horrible, but is what I was talking about a second ago. He went 2.2 innings, and he gave up seven earned runs. Um, That is... That's getting blown up, right? And he took his team out of that game on that day. Um, maybe he just had a bad start. I don't know. But his next two after that, right? He got sent down to the minors for a couple games. He comes back and he throws five innings, two earned runs. He kept his team in that game and they won it, right? Um, what What more can you ask for, especially from a rookie pitcher, right? Making making their major league debut, you know, getting his first uh his first well, basically just a cup of coffee, right, in, in uh in the majors. And um you know, he did the same thing on his third start. It was four point two innings, two earned runs. Um one home run in both of those appearances. Um you know you let in one one home run. You let in two two earned runs. Um, you keep your team in the game, and you hope that your bats can do something. And just to be honest, if your if your bats aren't able to score, you know, two to three runs per five innings yourself, right? Then you're not going to win a lot of games, no matter how good your pitching is. And to highlight that, just look at Jacob deGrom um, two years ago, three years ago on the Mets, and, you know, having a Cy Young caliber season, um, shutting teams down eight innings, one earned run, and losing one to zero. You know, you can have the best pitcher in the league, and if you if you can't hit the ball, if you can't score any runs... You're just not going to win. 
So asking your guys to score two or three runs in a game should be the norm and not the exception, right? Um, if I don't know, you know, if we if we had five Cole Irvins on the team, I'd feel pretty good about that, you know. If, yeah, you want that ace, you want Jacob Degrom, you want you want some guy who, you know, or Shohei Otani how he was pitching last year as a starter, you know, you want someone of course who is basically <laughs> a guaranteed win, assuming your team can score two to three runs at a, at a minimum, right? Um, the A's have to either draft that or turn somebody into that because nobody's going to trade that player away if they know that they have that. They're just not. It's not ever going to happen. And, um, you know, the A's aren't going to buy it. They're not going to pay for it in free agency. We know that. Everybody knows that. That's an A's fan. That's been an A's fan for longer than three years. Um, so, I don't know. We we have to either draft it or develop it. I think that we've got a couple of pitchers who maybe could be could develop into that. You know, they could develop into an ace. Um, yeah, I don't know. Long, long story short, I disagree with a lot of the uh, A's fans that I've been seeing uh, commenting about this trade being a major loss for the A's. I think, you know, we've got three major league-ready guys who uh, two of them are looking... One of them, I think, is looking really good, Asturi Ruiz. Uh, another one, I'm thinking, is looking very solid um, and could be the, you know, another Cole Irvin in the future or better. Could develop into more. Uh, that would be Kyle Muller. And another guy, Freddie Tarnock, who um, I did not talk about a lot yet, but uh, in the minors, he was a starter. He, last year, uh, in AA and AAA, he started 23 games and played 25, holding a 4.05 ERA. Um, his ERA actually got better in AAA, so, you know, we don't we don't know how he'll end up in the majors. He had one major league appearance as a reliever, uh, 0.2 innings, you know, just two two outs. Um, no earned runs, but uh, let in a hit and got a strikeout. Obviously, that is not enough data to draw any conclusion. Um, I'm curious... I would assume the A's would be looking to try him out as a starter. Um, but the Braves used him for one inning as a reliever. Maybe the A's have ideas for using him as a reliever as well. But I would I would expect to see him in a starting role at some point in 2023. And... Um, We'll just have to see how he turns out, but I would I would expect a serviceable 
starter out of him, you know, after at least after some time to warm up in the majors and get used to the situation. Um, then I I think that Roy Bersalinas was just sort of a wild card, right? You you get your main guys that you want, and then you then you get a wild card, and um, he's he's young enough. We don't really know how he's going to develop, right? Um, now on the on the A's top thirty prospects list, he is prospect number twenty six, right? That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence as far as did we win or lose this trade, right? Um, and I don't think that we really need to be talking about winning and losing these trades. I think that it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but we can talk about that on a on another episode. Uh, for now, I just want to say that Roy Bersalinas, you know, he's showing that strikeout potential that I was talking about earlier. Um, 175 strikeouts in 109 innings and only 187 batting average against him in 2022. Um, 3.55 ERA. Those are, those are fine. Um, you know, it, I mean, they're good. It's just, you know, he's in low A, high A. Give him some time. We need to see what he's going to do. Don't judge where he is yet before he's played one game in double-A. Um, I think the A's saw something that they liked. I'm going to assume that what they liked was a lot of strikeouts. Um, <laughs> so I'll leave it there for now. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Athletics Baseball Podcast, and see you next time.